Hello and welcome to the What The Heck podcast. I'm your host, Glenn. Every week I explore something unexplained, talk about what it is and look at what else it could possibly be. Research is done as academically as possible and references will be given after the stories. This week, I'm looking at the mystery of the Feistos disc. In 1908, an archaeologist entered the ruins of Phaistos. These Minoan ruins are located on the south coast of Crete, in a depository underneath one of the temples, hidden amongst dust, ashes and burnt bones, a gold-coloured disc was discovered. With no other name for it, the disc is just called the Phaistos disc. Phaistos itself was described as one of the most important centres of Minoan civilization, and as the most powerful city in southern Crete. It was inhabited from the Neolithic period until around the 15th century BCE. In Greek mythology, Phaistos was home to King Ramadanthus, the brother of King Minos. Minos was famous for the labyrinth which housed his minotaur. Phaistos was also the birthplace of Epimenides, one of the seven wise men of the ancient world. The disc itself is made of clay and is around 15 centimetres in diameter and one centimetre thick. In imperial measurements, that's six inches diameter and 0.4 inches thickness. Both sides of the disc are covered in symbols, seemingly stamped on spiralling clockwise into the centre of the disc. It's believed that the symbols, of which there are 45 unique ones, were made just by pressing hieroglyphic seals into the damp clay. Other artefacts found on the island, such as the Archilochori axe, show similar symbols that were thought to be Linear A. Linear A is an undeciphered writing system used in ancient Greece. The symbols are pictograms, showing images of a man walking, a tattooed head, a helmet, an arrow, manacles, cats, eagles and other things. The original archaeologist, Luigi Pernier, and the man who discovered the Minoan capital of Knossos in 1900, Sir Arthur Evans, attempted to translate the disc but couldn't. Since then, at least 26 people have tried and failed to translate it. Other interpretations have been an ancient prayer, a game board, an astronomical document, a document from Atlantis, an adventure story, a description of the labyrinth, religious rites, or even a solar calendar. Researchers are undecided as to whether the disc should be read from the centre or from the outside as well as whether the reading is right to left or vice versa. This complicates the mystery because nobody can tell how to read the disc. Most recently, an idea has shown up that the disc is two separate hymns, one side for the Minoan mother goddess and the other for the goddess of love, Astarte. In 2018, 
an alternative theory to decipher the disc was offered. This theory suggests that the language used on the disc is Proto-Kartvelian, which existed before an alphabet and used a pictographic script. The theory suggests that the disc itself is dedicated to the Colchian goddess of fertility, Nana. The Colchians came from the eastern end of the Black Sea, in the western part of Georgia. The Greek historian Herodotus described them as black-skinned Egyptians in the 5th century BCE. They came from Colchis, which was the location of the Golden Fleece from Jason and the Argonauts. However, the truth behind who they are and how they looked is unclear. It still remains that the disc itself is undeciphered, but we're still going to take a deeper look at some of the theories. As previously discussed, one of the mysteries behind the disc is the language it uses. Some say Linear A, which is a writing system that was actually used by the Minoans. This makes sense, but so far, no texts in Linear A have been translated. Other people believe that the language used is Linear B, which succeeded Linear A and was used by the Mycenaeans. Most of the Linear B symbols have been translated though, so if it were Linear B, the disc would have at least a part translation. In 2008, it was claimed that the disc was written in Proto-Kartvelian, which I mentioned before. The theory behind this is that the Georgian people lived in the Mediterranean before the area was settled by Indo-European tribes. In 2018, a linguist named Dr. Gareth Owens worked with a phoneticist named Professor John Coleman and claimed that they had translated the disc after researching for 10 years. They believed the disc was related to the Minoan deity Aphia. Owens concluded that Aphia is spoken on one side of the disc with a pregnant goddess mentioned on the other side. However likely Owens' theory is, Others have criticised him. Aegean Bronze Age script experts aren't convinced by his finding. They believe that Cretan hieroglyphs were used on the disc. The hieroglyphs predate Linear A, but both were used during the same time periods and neither have been deciphered yet. A criticism of Owens is that he based his findings on assumptions that can't be verified which explains why the script experts don't agree with his findings. In 2016, Alexander Akalov looked at the disc's pictograms and wrote a paper about the possible languages they could relate to. The paper dives into the linguistic information of the disc and then compares the images to the known symbols of both Linear A and Linear B. Akalov then compares the Minoan language with Hattic language, which was spoken in the Middle East, in a similar place to Georgia. He suggests that there is a link between the cultures of Minoan Crete and a city that existed in the Black Sea region. He links two cults to both areas, one cult of the bull 
and one cult of a female goddess, and highlights the possibility of Minoan culture being a continuation of the culture that was there first, linking the study to that of the claim that the Georgian people had been there first. In 2020, Tatiana Andreeva wrote a paper looking at the disc. She links the disc to Egypt and looks at pictograms from Thebes and Egypt. She believes that the disc was made in Egypt during the time of Hatshepsut Thutmose. She looks at the creation of the disc, mentioning how intricate the small shapes are. She explains that the tools used to create them were miniature tools to get the required effect. Tatiana goes on to theorise that the disc was linked to the game Mechan, which was a journey through the underworld. The disc was used as some kind of mystical item for the game. This would go on to become a game called Senate, which was left in tombs so the deceased could play the games with themselves. It's believed that it was a form of oracle or fortune-telling device linked with a form of magic known as divination. The Egyptians are believed to be the creators of the first magic systems in the world, and that can be linked to the Phaistos disc if it is indeed a tool for divination. Tatiana actually offers an explanation as to why the disc hasn't been deciphered and translated yet. We don't know the language. Because at the time, all texts were written on rectangular tablets, the disc is an anomaly in its circular shape. That causes problems because we then don't know how to read it in the first place. Even with that lack of knowledge, without an idea of what language the disc is, it's impossible to translate. The final theory I'll look at today is that the disc could be a hoax. Luigi Pernier's excavation records were thorough, but no timeline has been established through forensic geochronology tests. Theories on dates range from 1700 BCE to 1400 BCE. Several people have asked to properly date it, but the Heraklion Museum, where the disc is stored, have refused each time. This has been seen as controversial, because if the disc has returned as a forgery, the museum would lose a prized artefact. Dr. Jerome Eisenberg believes that Pernier had forged the disc because he wanted to outdo his rivals with an indecipherable disc. The director of the museum disagreed with that idea, believing the disc to be authentic and stating that there is a lack of evidence to disprove the authenticity. Unfortunately, nobody has translated the disc, nor can we discover its authenticity without permission from the Heraklion. They won't release the disc out of fear of damage to it during the tests. For the time being, this mystery is unsolved, and nobody knows what the disc really says. The story from this week came from an Ancient Origins article called The Curious Case of the Phaistos Disc, Ancient Mystery or Clever Hoax and an article from Medium called The Mysterious Phaistos Disc, A Lost Message from the Ancient World. The basic theories from the story came from the same two articles, and the in-depth theories came from Tatiana Andreeva's paper, Phaistos Disc, A Look from the 21st Century, 
and Alexander Akerlof's paper, The Idiom of the Feistos Disc. References for the episode and links to studies will be posted on social media for you to have a look at. Speaking of social media, you can currently find me on Facebook at What The Heck Mystery Podcast, Instagram at WT Heck Podcast, and you can also support me on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash What The Heck Podcast. Just £3 a month will get you access to the unedited versions of the episodes so you can hear all the mess-ups I make while recording. I would have made it lower, but the tiers begin at £3, so that was the lowest I could go. More tiers will be added as we go, and as I find more things to share with you outside of the episodes. If you want to pledge more than £3 a month, you're more than welcome to, and I'll have to find something extra special just for anyone who does. I've also set up an email address, whattheheckpod3 at gmail.com. I'd like you to send in your stories of the unexplained so I can read them out in secondary episodes. But if you have any issues with my phrasing or think some of the things that I've said are insensitive, please don't be afraid to let me know and I'll address them in episodes as I record them. (laughs) 